An old Chinese proverb says, a wise man adapts himself to circumstances as water shapes itself to the vessel that contains it. We think we are one thing, one shape. But the rapidly changing circumstances of life are constantly molding us into something new. We're ever morphing and transforming as life, circumstances and relationships shift within and around us. And as our bodies grow and blossom and thrive and then decay, we know the only thing that we can be really sure of in life is change. And of course, death and taxes. Yet change, as they say, is the only constant. Change is the rule, not the exception. Yet many of us, perhaps most of us, find change really hard. We resist it at all costs, comfortable with the way things are. For some, it's overwhelming and anxiety producing. Uncertainty can be really unsettling and change is challenging, it's hard. We can feel out of control or anxious and fearful, both before, during and after change. And as humans, most of us thrive on certainty, on routine and predictability. And so we try to avoid change if at all possible, unless our circumstances are truly dire. But the exponential rate of change this past year hasn't allowed us to avoid it. It's required us to pivot constantly and adapt to new ways of being. We've been really riding the change roller coaster with no brakes on. We went from normal to a brand new way of living almost overnight. Things were suddenly totally different than we might have predicted even a week before. Had we been told, okay, from next week, you're gonna be alone for many months to over a year, You'll cease going anywhere for anything other than your basic supplies because it could kill you. Oh, and you might lose your job or your home or your health or your loved ones. And you won't be able to see much less hug your closest friends and family. Well, can you imagine? We would have said, no way, no thank you. I'm not going there, not gonna do it. That sounds awful. I'm gonna pass on that, but thanks anyway, right? And yet, we had to go there. We had no choice. We had to ride the relentless waves of change coming at us just to survive. There was no option to get out of the water. And now as we gradually emerge from COVID, we're being asked to continue adapting and changing to shape ourselves to the new vessel that is our post-COVID reality. And it's not the old normal, it's not even what we called the new normal just a few months ago. So which normal is this now? Perhaps there is no new normal. Change isn't gonna slow down. A whole new world is emerging from last year's lockdown and that impacts everything. As we prepare to reopen in-person activities at Chalice, church is transforming too. Things are gonna be different. Things that used to work for our fellowship in a certain way don't necessarily fit the new reality. 
is this the new new normal or the new new reality we're not sure but thanks to those of you who completed our survey we're starting to get a sense of your needs and your hopes and concerns and we're listening and we're trying to respond now, as many of you heard this week, we're going to be changing our worship times on September 12th when we gather together again in person and online to meet post-pandemic realities. We need to create more space and time to accommodate people safely. So we're going to be returning to two services at the new times of 9.30 and 11.30. Easy to remember and easy to tell a friend. And there's more information about this on our website and in news and notes in case you missed the email this week. We also wanted to find a better way to integrate families and children into our community since they were especially impacted by the pandemic. So we're making changes in our religious education program after listening to your hopes and wishes. And we're also making huge technological shifts in our sanctuary and fellowship hall to be more inclusive in the way that we conduct worship and fellowship gatherings. And huge thanks to Claudia, who's spearheading all of that change and all the others who are helping. And we're creating more outside meeting spaces to keep people as safe as possible from spreading illness. Now, despite his theory on the survival of the fittest, Darwin also said, it is not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but it is those who can best manage change. Let me say that again. It's not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but those who can best manage change. So how do we? best manage change? How do we handle all the changes coming at us individually and as a community as we emerge from COVID and resume our new, new normal? Well, I can't stop thinking about water and the ocean. And surfing metaphors kept crashing in on my beach walks with my sweet dog, Daisy. I'm reminded of something I once read, both Hindu Swami Satchitananda and Buddhist teacher John Kabat-Zinn supposedly said, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. So I really must talk to one of my favorite surfers, I thought. I think you know a couple of them. Big Wave Dave, as my husband affectionately calls him, otherwise known as our chalice treasurer, Dave Buss, who's with here today, came to my mind immediately. Dave was also a surfing mentor for our son, Gabriel, so I talked to him too. I wanted to understand how surfers navigate the constantly changing waves, how they face the unknown again and again, and come out mostly whole on the other side. The first thing that Gabriel told me is that you need to expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected, to be prepared for change, to know that waves will transform as the ocean floor pulls on them and as the wind blows, that you're not going to be able to predict how it will unfold. So there's a surrender needed to the inevitable chaos, a letting go. When a surfer watches the waves forming, they try to position themselves in the best place to catch a wave, and then they paddle feverishly to get to the right spot. But once they're there, they allow the wave to catch them, and then they stop paddling and surrender. They start riding and going with the flow. The wave constantly readjusts and interacts with the bottom of the ocean because what's under the water is shaping the wave as it moves to the beach. 
And Dave said that as the wave changes, you continuously have to make micro adjustments by changing the position of your feet on the board, realigning your body, trying to find a way to stay balanced. You always want your body to be the center of balance. So you bend your knees as needed from a deep squat to a slight crouch. You change your foot position. And most importantly, you stay attuned to each changing moment. Dave shared that some people call it dancing on water. There's no past or future as you're riding the wave. You can't think of anything else. You have to be completely present, adjusting in every moment to what is needed now. Gabriel said, you have to take what the wave gives you and do the best you can with that. You have to trust you're gonna make it through. You'll almost never see the whole wave or truly know what's coming. So you just have to go a few milliseconds at a time and stay in the moment. You keep your balance because of how you prepared ahead of time. Falling is inevitable, but you're prepared for it. No matter when you fall off, and it's not if, but when, you just get back on your board, you paddle out and you get on another wave. The important thing is that you don't let the fall get you down or stop you. You just get back up and start all over again. And that reminded me of the Jerome Kern song sung by Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra. You pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you start all over again. But each time you ride a wave and you fall off and you get back on the board again, you get a little stronger. And you can ride it a little longer next time. You build your muscle memory, your strength, your concentration, your resilience, and your courage. Surfing seems a decent metaphor for how we might all better deal with change, doesn't it? First of all, expect change. And when it comes, imagine moving with the tide rather than resisting it. Reposition, rebalance. Remember your feet. The waves are going to keep coming. We can't stop them. If we look at life as one long experience of changing circumstances, then we won't expect it to stay the same. If we see change as an opportunity to grow and get stronger, we may be less surprised by it or resistant to it. One of my favorite British philosophers, Alan Watts, who also lived at Esalen, like I did, said, the only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance. Now, the past few weeks have offered great teachings about change for me, about how to just plunge in. When I chose this sermon topic, I was planning to share some of the upcoming changes at Chalice and invite us all to embrace them rather than resist them and to see them as an opportunity. But as often happens with my sermon topics, the universe had a good laugh and provided me with even more personal lessons around change. It was almost as though it was saying to me, ha, huh, you think you're so good at dealing with change. Well, how about this? And now this, and what about this? How about Chalice's tech person leaving just as we reopen? Oh, and then Chalice's board president moves away just after we've reopened. And then your beloved administrator resigns just as you head out on a much needed break. 
And that's on top of the changes that are happening in the sanctuary with new technology, plus figuring out how to do RE in this changing climate in which many families have found other ways to spend their Sunday mornings and yet want to be part of a spiritual community. And then there's the question of how to accommodate young ones who can't be vaccinated. And the list goes on. Be careful what you preach on. The novelist Rich Godwin says, one reason that people resist change is because they focus on what they have to give up instead of what they have to gain. Okay, Rich with God in your last name, that's easy for you to say, I muttered. <sighs> but once I got done with my muttering, I gave it a try. I got on that surfboard. I closed my laptop and then my eyes I took a deep breath and then I surrendered. In that place of peace, rather than thinking of what we're losing, I started to imagine and then envision all that we might gain in this process. In fact, Chalice is gaining a lot at this time. Groups of Chalice members are beautifying and cleansing our fellowship. It's gonna be so wonderful when we go back. New members are getting involved and stepping into leadership. We have many new visitors joining us. We're also taking this time to really examine our staff positions and how we can compensate our staff in the most synergistic way possible. We're upgrading our technology thanks to the various grants we received. And these grants were awarded to us because of the vision and hard work of some dedicated congregants who worked with me to write them. Thank you to Jill Schlaus and Claudia Barton and April Schifflet. And as a result, Chalice is going to be poised for 21st century church and outreach, which might have taken years to get to otherwise. And in listening to your needs, we hope and believe we're going to be able to provide a vibrant, wide-reaching, inclusive community that draws in many new faces. People who are yearning for meaning, connection, purpose, and transformation in their lives. And don't you just want to share that? Despite declining church numbers all over the country, we are growing and thriving in the midst of change. So there's so much good happening. The esteemed life coach Martha Beck says about change, the key is to stop grasping for control, for the feeling of solid ground and relax with the fact that we're not sure what will happen next. Most of us do exactly the opposite. In uncertain circumstances, we try to focus hard, we think through solutions, and we try to control outcomes. And this often leads to feelings like panic and overwhelm. But she says that relaxing into uncertainty, on the other hand, switches on the superpower of human imagination. It takes us from terrified confusion into openness, curiosity, and most of all, creativity. Creativity is the cure for the uncertainty and overwhelm of a liminal time. And the parts of the brain involved in creativity aren't prone to fear. So as we enter a creative mindset, we feel stronger and happier. So my friends, this is our chance to be creative together, to dream big, to co-create our new, new, maybe new normal. The UUA's 
Trauma Response Ministry team has some other sage advice for us during this time of change. They help us know what to expect so it doesn't surprise us. First of all, they remind us to be cognizant that we've all been through trauma of varying kinds during this past year and a half. And it may take a lot more energy for us to do normal tasks. So be gentle with yourself. Many of us will want to return to the old normal, but everything has changed and the old normal no longer exists. And with that, there may come a sense of loss and unraveling when we realize this. PTSD is real. They warn us it may take many years for us to heal from this trauma, both individually and collectively. So the most important thing we can do is to breathe and slow down and be in the moment. And the UUA counsels us to avoid a sense of urgency. We need to allow ourselves to crawl gently out of this isolated hole we've been in and then gradually get up, re-engage our muscles, test our sea legs before we even begin walking and then running. Gathering in larger groups, even groups of people you love may be both delightful and draining, and that's normal. Now for Unitarian Universalists, certainly for me, slowing down is often hard. But part of it is trusting that things will be okay, even if we get there slowly. Our technology, our facilities, and the people who run them will not be flawless by the time we open. But we're working on it all the time. So we're going to require your patience, your trust, and forgiveness as we figure out our new, new normal, this multi-platform model of worshiping together and being together. We're not gonna be perfect out of the gate, but hopefully you'll experiment and laugh with us when balls are dropped. We're gonna need your flexibility and forbearance. Also, I encourage each one of us to pursue practices that help us ground and center in the midst of change. Just as surfers bend their knees and adapt their stance to find their balance as the wave unfolds, we're gonna to need to find practices that help us find our balance, find our feet on the board of life. For me, that's daily meditation, exercise, journaling, and walks in nature. What is it for you? I ask you this often, but it's really important. What do you need to practice to grow your courage, your patience, your ability to be in the moment and your flexibility. In summary, I know many of you like to swap recipes. So here's my recipe card for dealing with change. And if any of you want to have this afterwards, email me and I'll send it to you. First of all, expect change. So when change comes, you can say, ah, oh, yes, I was expecting you. Please come inside but let go of expectations. So expect change, but let go of expectations for how things are gonna be. Float in the unknowing longer than you might normally. Surrender to the flow and be in the moment. Breathe. 
There is no past, no future. The now is all that really exists. Find your center of balance, your stillness, your steadiness. Make micro adjustments as needed. Flex your toes, bend your knees and be supple to cushion the shock of change. If you're rigid, you're more likely to get knocked about. So find your feet, your grounding. What's, what holds you through this? What's your balancing practice that helps you stabilize? And remember the wave will peak and then it will ebb. So I invite you to trust. Trust you will make it through. We will make it through. Every wave takes you back to the beach, back to the land. There will be plenty of time to stand on sand. You will get stronger, steadier, and more resilient with each wave. And finally, my friends, see change as an opportunity. The more you get involved with it, the less you'll feel threatened by it. So remember, my friends, you're not alone on this journey. We have each other and this beautiful community to support each other. I invite you to join one of our reopening teams and be part of the change, be part of the future of Chalice. We have teams focusing on technology, on furnishings, on painting, on cleansing, on our history, on religious education and our decor. Just drop a note in the chat, letting us know you wanna be part of a team, embracing our future and someone will reach out to you or send me an email. You'll feel much more a part of things and connected if you join us in the water. My beloveds, thank you for being willing to surf these inevitable waves of change with me. I close with words from the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. Taoism invites us to become comfortable with uncertainty and change. Lao Tzu says, life is a series of natural and spontaneous changes. Don't resist them. That only creates sorrow. Let reality be reality. Let things flow naturally forward in whatever way they like. My beloveds, may we venture forward together into this uncertain world, knowing we have each other as we let things flow naturally in whatever way they will. May it be so.